Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. And I'm Jess. And uh, welcome. And I practiced that before we started. She did. <laughs> you got it. Got it. You. First job. time. Yay. Uh, anyways. It's a Hello. very, it's a very hot Wednesday. Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday? Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday, Tuesday evening. Tuesday, 7-11 p.m. It was 100 degrees today in Southern California. Yep, I'm very warm at the moment. Yeah. So it's not too bad right now. I can see the sun is setting. Yeah, we're probably going to open up the house in a second. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Hopefully you're not too hot or cold. It's cold or in some places right now. There's like freaking tornadoes. Or, or like flooded or whatever else i saw a big huge like rock slide lot what's it called landslide landslide something yeah with rocks mm-hmm. like take out a whole bridge it was crazy shit's crazy man i know there's a little weather happening yeah Lots be safe out there um we are if you didn't notice us promoting it on our Instagram, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, please do at Sit for a Spell Pod mm-hmm. um, because it's our number one platform. But uh, if you didn't notice already, we're really trying to compete with the youths here. <laughs> we're, and we're, <laughs> we're on TikTok. We have two whole <laughs> videos. Yay. <laughs> I don't feel like a fraud at all. Oh, <laughs> I understand so all the references. <laughs> Instagram, you just put up a freaking picture and call it a day. And like with TikTok, it takes, it's not that much time, right? It's like not that much time. But like, it's it more like coming minute. up with the ideas. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like finding a funny meme or like making a funny meme. It's like, coming up with a creative idea and yeah exactly and actually like, doing it kudos to all the people who like yeah because i can it. like find and <laughs> repost or create a meme like on my phone like laying total like completely horizontal mm-hmm. i don't have to do anything except yeah. like be funny and, but yeah, it comes natural tiktok you have to like get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if I like it yet. I like to watch TikToks for several hours at a time when I should be napping. Like that saying, "Sleep when your baby sleeps." I don't do that. Mm-mm. No, because mm-hmm. there's TikToks, TikToks to watch. Apparently, um, but we're trying so. <laughs> We only have 17 followers as of right now because it's brand hey. new. But that's up from where it was. It was, yeah. So I believe it is still <laughs> at Sit for a Spell Pod. So uh, please go follow us. Give on us TikTok. a follow. Yay! Tell us what you want to he- see. Do you want to? We're we're getting used to the idea that we might have to show you guys our faces. So yeah, mm, that might be coming soon. We did think, both we'll buy. It tripod thingies 
So yeah, I was telling Jess, I almost brought, bought a ring light, um, but I stopped myself at just the tripod um, for now. We'll see. I'm excited about the tripod though. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Let's just jump right into it today. Let's just dive right in. Let's do it. Um, I forgot to get mine and I'm not going to go get them because then my baby will see me and then we're not doing that. All hell will break loose. But we're talking about runes today. And um, these are really old. Okay. Like... <laughs> Okay, so runes are just very old, okay? And they're older yes. than tarot, um, obviously. I feel, well, it might not be obvious to some people if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> runes are older than tarot. And they are very fascinating. Uh, before we get into it, I know that some people may consider runes a closed practice. They may consider it mm. um, possibly. I mean, I've seen like little rumblings, but never anything like huge um, because it is a very, it's origin specific, right? Like where it originated. Oh, I didn't but then know again, that. like tarot cards originated in Italy. So you could say the same thing for anything really. Um, but if you do feel so inclined to practice with runes, just do a little bit of research. See if it's for you. Um, you can probably base that off of what I tell you today. But um, some people could consider it a closed practice just because of its like origins and whatnot. Right? Hmm. Uh, so first, sources. Uh, worldhistory.org. NorseMythology.org, RuneDivination.com, LearnReligions.com, and I got the best information from PBS.org. Oh. Yeah, so donate to your local PBS because they're freaking awesome. Because we're talking about a written language. Okay. And I am me. Uh, mm -hmm. we have to you went down a rabbit hole? I did. Well, it's not a rabbit hole, kind of, but it's the history of runes as a writing tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Because you can't, in my, the way that my brain works is that I can't talk to you about runes, the divination tool, until I tell you about runes, the writing tool. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? It doesn't make sense. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. All right. Um, sorry if I talk really fast. It's like 10 pages. Mm -hmm. and I don't want you all to be here for two and a half hours. <laughs> and I don't want to do a part two because I'm not about that. So <laughs> divination um, with runes. Casting runes. I love um, just all the titles of this. Runic magic, casting runes, reading runes. It's just like it feels the most magical to me, mm -hmm. like finger magical, you know, mm -hmm. um, aside from like reading flames, I mm. feel like runes are so freaking cool. And yeah, 
Um, I was gifted a set of runes. I don't use them. I keep them very safely away. But this is one of the things before I got pregnant, it was like on my to-do list to like figure out and learn because it's actually really difficult. Um, but I never did because I decided to do diamond art instead. <laughs> did you ever finish that? <laughs> I finished one, the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> Remember when you bought uh, embroidery stuff? Yeah, I did like two leaves. <laughs> I was trying to be very crafty. This was quarantine times. <laughs> I bought henna to like give myself tattoos and freckles. And I have a drawer of forgotten crafts. Yeah. Um. So you, uh, it's not necessarily to fortune tell, predict the future, what have you, right? Just the same way that tarot doesn't predict the future. Um, runes, what you do is you cast them out, which means you throw them, right? Like, mm -hmm. I guess you can imagine dice, right? Yeah. Um, and then you decipher um, what you have been given, okay? Okay. At the very, very end, I'm going to talk about three different um, things you can do, like a tarot spread, but a rune spread. Mm -hmm. okay. So, okay, cool. That's at the end. Um, if you don't want to hear about any of this uh, writing tool information, you can kind of like skip forward some until I stop talking about it, but couldn't tell you how long <laughs> it's going to take at this point. <laughs> Because we keep going on tangents, but that's fine because it's our podcast. We do whatever we want. Our podcast. Okay. So, runes are letters in the runaic alphabet of German-speaking peoples. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now, these were read more prominently um, from about 160 CE um, to about 700 CE. Now, you could change out that CE and say AD, mm. okay, after death or Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Um, so, 160 CE, Common Era, um, remember mm. that's BC, before the Common Era, BCE is like um, BC, before Christ, before the Common Era, we're in the Common Era, post-Jesus, Jesus is Common Era, I don't know, um, because... Sorry, tangent again. But historians don't like to go by Jesus because not everyone believes in Jesus. So CE yes. is common era. BCE is before the common era. It just replaces AD and BC. Yeah. Okay. So I like 160 it. CE, uh, mostly Scandinavia, um, which is where I'm from a lot. Mm -hmm. There's like really big chunk of my DNA. Um, and this is the Elder Futhark script. Um, and then there was the Younger Futhark script. Um, there's a couple different kinds. Basically, the runes, um, you guys can all picture runes. If not, we'll have pictures on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, but essentially, the runes vary slightly in shape. Um, and meaning, and I'm going to go over some of those other ones, but um, for now, during that chunk of time that this was mostly used, it is also the age of the Viking, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Anglo-Saxon, lots of Germanic movement, lots of Germanic tribal movement. Because uh, remember, this is a time, this is uh, before the medieval ages and into the medieval ages where you have tribes, right? Think Game of Thrones without the dragons. Mm, you lost okay? me. I wish there was dragons. There might have been dragons. <laughs> We're not going to talk about dragons again. So... <laughs> Um, now we find these oldest ones in wood, in metal. Um, there's actually some really beautiful stonework. Uh, there are, uh, swords and knives and daggers, like with engravings on them. Mm -hmm. And all of this, um, can be found in Viking age items as well as kind of like the Germanic, uh, tribe items, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Okay, so just a little bit more of where they can be found. Pretty much um, anyone who's considered Germanic speaking, right? Uh, so this could have gone from Iceland to Scandinavia um, into England because the Germanic tribes really like conquered a whole heck of a lot of people. Um, Central Europe and in, all the way over to Constantinople, which is the best name ever. Um, mm. Anywhere that they invaded, moved or that the Vikings explored, right? Okay. Okay. Because now we're knowing, or we understand that the Vikings went real far. Like they went yeah. real far. Like the yeah. Vikings probably discovered uh, modern day United States of America and Canada, but way before the conquistadors. And, and they didn't murder everyone? Not every, some probably, but mm, probably some. Everyone. Yeah. 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 So, when you look at runes, um, you know how we read horizontally? Yes. So, you read vertically. So, up. Runes. Yeah. Runes okay. are vertically. And then there's, like, branches and stuff. It's kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, the origins of this kind of writing is pretty mysterious. Um, but the earliest inscription that we've ever found is actually on a comb, like a hair comb. Mm -hmm. um, it's called the Vimos comb, and it was found in Denmark. And it was dated to 160 CE, which is why we say that that's how old r the runaic language is. Um, but it could potentially be way older. This is just the first piece of evidence of runes okay. right, on this hair comb. And it's funny because, like I said before, there's different variations of runes depending on where you live and who, what like group you're part of. Mm -hmm. And so it could either, the writing on it could either just literally mean comb, like mm -hmm. this is a hair comb, or warrior. <laughs> comb is probably more likely. It's one or the other. <laughs> but it's one or the other. With that comb and with looking at the language, um, it was deemed likely that this is kind of a mixture of some older language that the native peoples had combined with the Greek and Roman alphabet, um, even a little bit of Danish kind of mixed in there just to kind of create their own um, written yeah. language. Cool. Written languages weren't super popular um, just because, one, 
there's no paper and two mm. like you'd have to like carve into stone into clay yeah. metals woods time what have you time consuming yeah so a lot of the time especially in like nomadic dramatic tribes um a lot of things was done verbally so yeah and then you'd have to like haul that stuff everywhere with you yes exactly yeah. uh so with um kind of like the supernatural or what have you depending on what you believe uh, Norse mythology gives a different alternative to its origin um, and says that Odin um, gave the knowledge of runes after sacrificing himself to himself um, on the windy tree and this him Odin sacrificing himself on this tree is actually really um, it's a really well known kind of like lore or legend. Mm -hmm. right? If you okay. ever have read Neil Gaiman's American Gods, um, yeah, in that as well. But basically, when he sacrificed himself, runes came to be, and then the the Norse just automatically like gained the knowledge okay. of runic language. So that's cool. But that's also why um, it's very sacred to the Norse people, to Anglo-Saxon people, um, and mm -hmm. to Germanic groups who still use it in their culture. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, because just like any religion, there are groups who do believe in the Norse gods that that is their culture, right? Yeah. Either way, um, by about 500 CE, uh, the script has gone all over the place, right? Norway, Sweden, Denmark, England, Russia, Poland, Hungary, everywhere. Those names weren't mm -hmm. the names at the time. Names now. Yeah. Uh, so there are kind of four main uh, runaic languages, right? There's the Elder Fusark, the Younger Fusark, Anglo-Saxon Fusork, and Medieval Fusork. The spelling has changed. Okay. okay. Um, that last one, the medieval one, that's going to be the oldest, and it's going to take us into the 13th century, which we know is 1200s. Okay. Medievals. Mm -hmm. That's why medieval. Hmm. Uh, so um, looking at even the earliest ones, which in my research, it seems that the truest form of rune reading when you're doing it in um, – a supernatural practice or what have you, magical practice, uh, a lot of people will use or seek out runes that use the Elder Futhark. Okay? Okay. Um, I think because it's the oldest one, more traditional. Okay. Um, but I think you could really use any of them, especially uh, if you decide to make your own, you could just choose whichever branch um, you connect with. Yeah. In all of these, the shapes may vary. Um, the order might vary. Like, you know how our alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, um, mm -hmm. it's, there's no meaning to the order of the alphabet. Zero right. order. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. So, like, the order changes. Um, the usage, the physical medium, the layout, uh, the metaphysical meaning, meanings to the word meanings to uh, letter sound associations can change, right? Okay. 
Um, so there's no such thing as a standardized rune alphabet. <clears throat> rune okay. alphabet. Just changes all over the place. So I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of that older one. I'm not going to break up the other three. Let's do it. So um, Elder Futhark is the earliest classified runaic script. Um, and like I said before, it was used until 700 CE, or you can say AD, um, in the Germanic world. So there were 24 characters, um, and they were pretty uniform during that whole time. Um, the rooms are grouped together in three rows of eight. Gen that's just how they're generally presented. And each group is called, okay, I'm so sorry, but it's called <laughs> a tier kind of like a tier but like put mm -hmm. together and each rune was named after things that start um with that sound so there's been some preserved manuscripts from the 9th and 10th centuries um that have given us the names of the younger futhark and anglo-saxon runes there's nothing really that gives us the names for the elder futhark um mm -hmm. but we kind of can gather those because the other ones are based on it you know yeah so kind of like make assumptions and the elder fusark rune names have kind of been reconstructed to the best of our modern day ability yeah it's interesting so eventually through time when uh how i told you kind of like it developed into it has the elder the younger then you eventually get into the medieval um just some things like the Anglo-Saxon runic version is kind of where people got old English and old mm -hmm. Frisian. Um, kind of like, you know how um, in old English, like F's and S's are like really weird and yeah. it's like different. That's kind of like where that comes from, like where the spellings and um, shapes came from which is kind like of how it how it looks like Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> and that even that is much evolved um cuz I mean obviously way back in the day like in the really late medieval period like before it wasn't medieval anymore before it kind of like goes into like um more modern era uh we wouldn't even recognize the mm. English language and a lot of it was from the runes which is kind of cool so i mean that's it was like a little convoluted but that was like the history of the actual writing so the language yeah if you believe that it developed from a mixture of languages and written structure that the germanic and viking groups came across in their travels yeah or if you believe that odin handed it down to his people go for it. either way either need to way read american gods because i don't remember that part i mostly remember that part about it was the woman really short that's like a very small part it's when what was it they were been a long time since i read i think it i was read like that a book. flashback kind of thing and then i think he like does it again towards the end i don't remember but <sighs> Yeah. I just remember that woman who like eats people with her vagina. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's my favorite part. It's a good part. Yeah. It's a very good part. I wish. 
So let's talk about how this alphabet system got turned into a divination system. Let's do it. All right. So as I said, uh, Scandinavians, the Norse population um, at the time believed that Odin um, in his self-sacrifice got this knowledge and um, gave it to the Nordic people, right? It was Mm -hmm. a gift. Uh, They treat it with just huge reverence um, and the belief in the origin of the runes and its divine origin contributed to it becoming a divination tool and believing that runes themselves just have magical abilities because of their origin, right? So... To the people who use them for magic, um, they're going to take the supernatural power of the runes very seriously. And um, there's a quote from a Viking poet. Let no man carve runes to cast a spell, save first he learns to read them well. Because there's so many different meanings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's probably a guy he knew. Uh, now, apparently, there was a lot of um, upper class who could read and write runes, which makes sense historically. The upper class generally are the literate class. Uh, right. They have the time and the finances to learn. Um, when middle to lower class, you just have to work and work and work, right? Um, now, these people who were able to learn and those who learned it really well essentially became a rune specialist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, practiced getting kind of like different um, metaphysical, supernatural, occultic meanings to each of the runes, learning those, and then essentially becoming um, kind of like the fortune teller or the prophets or the... right. Um, soothsayers of like the time right yeah Uh, and they were called the best name ever rune masters oh that sounds like a that's like a sounds like a spinoff transformers (laughs) netflix show (laughs) (laughs) but these rune master rune masters rune masters um were just trained in divination and sorcery. So, I mean... They were masters of the runes. I was born in the wrong time period. Could be a rune Uh, master now. I could if I really wanted to. I don't got time for that. Because I am lower middle class. And I got to work, 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 work. I don't got time. Yeah. You got to raise your own baby. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Should have thought about that. Should have should have thought it through. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of poems um, and a lot of like uh, written works, legends that would chronicle the work of the rune masters, uh, chronicle their education, things that they saw or um, read from these runes. And it just was like super important in the Viking world. In one story, um, a woman is going or she became deathly ill due to the mistake of an amateur rune master. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rune master apparently carves a rune, runic formula into a whale bone. 
and the woman hangs it over her bed. The inscription was meant to protect her, but because it was the wrong runes, it made her sick instead. Uh -uh. Um, Another rune master fixes it, and the woman immediately got better. Hmm. So, magic. Hmm. Magic. Um, In another story... A rune master puts protective runes on his own drinking horn because, like, you know, Vikings actually mm-hmm. do drink out of it, which is freaking cool. Um, and when a enemy attempted to poison him in that horn, um, the drinking horn breaks and, like, spills everything everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay. So thanks to his knowledge of the runes, the rune master saves his own life. Love it. Super freaking cool. Yeah. Um, Vikings kind of get a bad rap the whole rape and pillaging thing um, understandable you know that's bad <laughs> <laughs> but that part's bad it's starting to become apparent that um, not all Vikings raped and pillaged I don't know the history on it well um, I mean like you said they were explorers yeah. You know, and some of them were conquerors and some yes. of them were explorers. So yes, exactly, exactly that. There's there. It's not to say that um, not to say that you're we're not excusing the no, things that were done, but just to say there are there's more to the history than just that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm sure there were some conquistadors that just got drug along and were, like, massively horrified by the goings-ons, you know? Yeah. Same thing. Um, Yeah. But again, I don't know the full history. But uh, in more recent time, um, the Viking alphabet has made a resurgence. um, Very similar, you know, with all kinds of divination. There's always these pendulum swings that we've talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so rune masters um, were also skilled in the art of rune casting, which is the main method of divination using runes. Um, and so one of the most common types of casting is that the diviner is going to carve runes into pieces of things, right? Uh, yeah. So back in like the heyday of runes, um, they very well would have been carved into bone because the Vikings were a nomadic people. Um, well, they just they traveled a lot. And um, they were whale hunters, seal, whatever. So they would mm-hmm. have been carved on bones, whale bone, wood, metal, what have you. And so the rune master would uh, choose the material of choice. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, fling the pieces on the ground, right? And then pick three at random and use the symbols on them to answer whatever the question, whether it be his own question or a question brought to him by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, the rune master... Is it only men who were rune masters? It doesn't say. It just, it never says, I'm using those pronouns. Um, this actually doesn't use pronouns so i'm uh no there's a pronoun right there so no i'm using the pronouns subconsciously of the article okay yeah i'm just wondering if it ever came up we could 
assume based on the culture of Vikings in Anglo-Saxon that it is yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they could also um, paint on like flat mm. pebbles and stones mm-hmm. and things and use that too, um, which is fun. Crafty. They're getting crafty over there. Uh, and then <laughs> they would cast the pebbles onto the ground um, and any runes that landed face up were the mm-hmm. ones that they were read. So okay. you could kind of like taking a step forward, um, you could do either one. So, you can cast your runes and grab the number that you wish to read um, with, like, not looking at the mixture, right? You can just, like, grab whatever you feels right to you. Um, or you can um, j- read the ones that are face up, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the face up one. Mm-hmm. Might give you more, um, more information. Yeah. Uh, I like this part. So Viking warriors um, would attempt to harness the power of the runes in wartime. And they would put inscriptions on their swords, on their shields, on Mm -hmm. what have you that soldiers need. um, And they would um, believe that those inscriptions would protect them, give them luck, give them strength, what have you. Um, Very mystical. Yes. So, but now, um, the Vikings were uh, notorious. It's it's in the writings in the history for being like crazed, right? Like they're mm. just like balls to the wall. Like yeah, they're gonna murder you if you're in like war. at a like, ten. Just run away, okay? Yeah. And that's where we get the word berserk from because they would be right. called like berserkers. Um, yeah. And they said that it was because of the runes. Like they were so confident. Mm. In like the power of the runes that they would just okay. like go for it because they had like no fear. Oh, I wish I was that's that fun. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was that confident about anything. Yeah, so they would just like charge fearlessly into battle. That's just... the white man for you. Yeah, if they and have I mean, nothing else, it's confidence. Go, what is it, Valhalla? I mean, yeah, that has a lot to do with it too. I think something about virgins. I don't know. It's always virgins. There's always virgins. Um, yeah, it's like the promised land or something. For, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like their heaven. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's fun. Um, probably not for <laughs> the enemy. Not if you're getting slaughtered. <laughs> no. But it's just uh, generally speaking, at least in modern American society, when we think soldier, we think clean cut, like to the law letter you know very structured and then like with the Vikings it's like no holds bar I'm gonna put these magical spells on my stuff and just like go you know yeah just murder everyone that's interesting I don't know history's weird um so I mentioned this before um but something else really cool that they did with the runes was rune stones so think um Stonehenge, but tiny. <laughs> so <laughs> they're not tiny, but like a lot smaller, smaller scale. So these would be large freestanding rocks or boulders um, inscribed with runes. And rune stones were um, memorials of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they might have formulas on them, uh, different things 
used with the runes, but they would kind of be passages into the next world, which is really, oh, okay. yeah, that was nice. Cool. Um, like the Nether portal from Minecraft. Sure, it looks like a um, like Stonehenge. Oh, nice, nice. If I'm thinking of the right thing. If that's the correct term for it. If there's any 11-year-olds listening to this, <laughs> please you can tell me if I'm right. Turn it off. <laughs> First of all, go to bed. Uh, Way past your bedtime. <laughs> um, but yeah. So My kid makes me play Minecraft with him, so. That's okay. We'll forgive you. It's, it's kind of fun. So. Uh, what was it? Oh, so these stones could be like super mystical like that, but then like you might come across one that is just like basically a land deed. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. it belongs to so-and-so or Jeff. like it could just be a, like a tombstone. So okay. you really don't know what you're going to get. Just so like a marking. You can read them. Yeah. So it could be this stone that leads to a mystical next world. It could be a land deed or it could be here lies someone. Robert. Aster. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fred, uh, Fraulein. No, Frau wait, that's German. You know dramatic. what I mean. I know what you mean. Mm, close enough. Uh, let's see. Most. Oh, here's a fun fact. Um, most of these uh, were about men. So, but there was one that commemorated a woman. I guess it's a pretty famous one. Sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I just thought it was interesting. Oh, I think I've heard of this actually. It says. Um, and I quote, a runestone found in Norway honors Gunvor, Thyric's daughter, who built a bridge in memory of her daughter, Astrid. She was the handiest girl in Hadeland. Hmm. That's what it said on there. So that was kind of cool. That's sweet. Um, yeah, super sweet. Before we go into more practical or like quote unquote modern use, let's take a break. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. Is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm-hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. And we're back. We're back. What a we're break. Back. What a break. We just sat here and looked at each other. <laughs> It was like four seconds. <laughs> Behind the scenes, Hollywood magic. Magic. I guess I could have said this at the top, but um, the word rune apparently means mystery or whisper or secret. Again, there's lots of meanings to these things. Okay. Um, now, going back, this is a divination practice or kind of oracle reading system. Um, it is meant to bring insight or give some answers to questions. It's not going to probably give you yes or no. It's not going mm. to give you the lottery numbers. The universe doesn't work that way. Did they have the lottery back then? Um, probably not. No. But we had like some sort of system Might have, like, of betting. Like one pig or something. Yeah. Take I a pig. A pig. It's worth like five hundred dollars. Um, I know. I have so, no idea what a pig costs. <laughs> does a pig cost five hundred dollars? I don't know. Someone let us. That could have been like a full like it's one banana. What could it cost? Ten dollars? Like maybe a pig's like fifty dollars. <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a city girl. Okay. Yes. Me too. As I said before, um, there was various, the main four um, types of runaic writing. Generally, we're going to be using the Elder Futhark here. Um, it's 24 runes. The first six spell out the word Futhark, which is why it's the Elder Futhark, the Younger Futhark, um, mm. the something Futhark that I can't remember, and the Medieval Futhark. Okay. Um, but generally the elder is used in the divination practice. Okay. A gentleman named Dan McCoy of that Norse mythology website um, says mm-hmm. that from the perspective of the Germanic people, the runes weren't merely some mundane alphabet. Um, he explains that the runes were never invented, but instead eternal pre-existent forces that Odin himself discovered by undergoing a tremendous ordeal the self-sacrifice of the tree, right? Um, so again, just bringing back the idea that that is why they are so important in this culture and why they lasted over time. Um, and there's such like solid belief in them. It's like yeah. not even a question. Exactly. Um, so just keep in mind um, that these are a sacred tool. And again, um, the gentleman McCoy says 
that while the body of surviving runaic inscriptions and literary descriptions of their use definitely suggests that the runes were sometimes put to profane, silly, or ignorant purposes, mm-hmm. um, the Eddas and the sagas make it abundantly clear that the signs themselves do possess uh, magical attributes that work in particular ways regardless of the intended uses to which they were put by humans. Hmm. Love that. Basically, like, don't be a dick. Odin gave this to us. <laughs> don't be respectful. Exactly. So, uh, as well as each rune symbol being a letter of the alphabet, they also have symbolic meanings. They can have multiple symbolic meanings, traditional and modern, um, or they could just be used alphabetically. Depends on you. Hmm. So you can use runes to guide you through problems, to ask questions. It's It's like basically like tarot. Whatever you're going to ask tarot, you can ask the runes. Just like no yes or no questions. Yeah, that's not really going to work that way. Um, Not as vague as Oracle, but um, not specific either i mean it could mm-hmm. if i guess you have like like spirit guides or ancestry or whoever that's like super into it and it's gonna like give you that very specific information but yeah otherwise it's very similar to tarot um when you cast runes um again very similar to tarot um it's a way to connect your conscious and unconscious minds and so meditation is going to be really important here beforehand you're going to want to be clear-headed you're not going to want to maybe cast when you're in a mood um you're Mm. unfocused you really want to ground yourself center yourself do whatever you need to do before otherwise you're not really going to get what you want out of it yeah as with anything yeah um now the interpretation of runes and this is why uh people who do this professionally or just um are very well versed in it take a really long time because um with tarot as we've talked about before there are generally the same meanings right So we might have a hundred different tarot decks in front of us, um, but the Empress card is going to have the same general meaning. The Lover's card is going to have the same general meaning, the Six of Cups, right? With um, runes, that's not necessarily the case. Um, So uh, I pulled this from the Learn Religions website, but it says each rune symbol has multiple meanings. So it's important not to get too hung up on the specifics. For instance... The um, Iwaz means horse, but it can also mean wheel or luck. So what could that mean for you? Does it mean you're getting a horse? (laughs) Like, does that come up? Or does the horse mean travel? Or does Mm -hmm. it mean um, go buy a lottery ticket? Or does it mean you will get that job because you got the luck? Like, Mm. so it's it's really about interpretation and which form of the rune system you're using. Okay. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to win a, ho- luckily win a horse and it's going to pull your cart to yeah. 
uh, somewhere. Yes. And I feel like the only way in which this specific symbol you wouldn't have to interpret is if you were at a horse race. <gasps> a chariot race. Oh, a chariot race. There's wheels involved, too. There are wheels involved. Um, so you need to think about what you asked. Think about the multiple meanings and decipher which meaning probably goes with what you asked. So as yeah. you can see, it could take more time for someone to become well-versed in casting rooms. Yeah, you could see that. All right. So you're always going to, I mean, want to open up your intuition. Um, that might be something, a skill you want to work on um, before mm -hmm. any kind of divination. Yeah. Um, enhance that. Again, meditation. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, there are some things, just some quick little things about the reading of them. Um, if a rune appears upside down on your rune cloth or table, I'll, I'll talk about rune cloth in a second. Um, there are in, okay. So, it depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> on one, your preference to, I guess, your cultural education of reading these things because so I know I keep comparing it to tarot but in tarot pull a card it's upside down you can have reverse meaning mm -hmm. some people like myself don't mess with that okay yeah half lazy other half I don't understand them well enough yet to do that right um same thing with runes so if some you cast your runes some of them um, are on the blank side of whatever you're using and some of them have the rune face up right so mm -hmm. some people say that um, the upside down ones you would flip those and put them somewhere else and know that the flipped have reversed definitions that you should be reading other okay. people say no just look at the ones yeah. that are um, face up or just pull the number that you want to read three five nine whatever i'm gonna talk about yeah that yeah um but people do say that meanings or significances can change depending on if they are face up or face down okay so yeah yeah in mind um then i guess this is a big one blank runes there's generally one blank rune sometimes more in modern day rune sets mm -hmm. um Apparently, this can be a point of contention. Um, some people, I'm going to say most people, traditionalists say that the blank rune is not a thing. It's a huh. waste of space. Okay? Don't use it. Um, others say uh, that you can maybe put a secondary, like double a rune, you know, like right on there. Use it as a space marker. Okay. Um, whatever you do what you will with it right it's like free space so it's like the joker card yeah but there is no historical evidence to blank rooms okay okay uh so to get started to get going right what do you want to do just like any type of divination go to your happy place your quiet place your meditative place right yeah clear your mind focus uh, 
call the corners, call your deities. If you're working with Norse gods, call them, right? Mm -hmm. um, do what you do to get into that headspace. Um, generally, people use a rune cloth, and traditionally, these are white. Okay. okay. You can get a piece of fabric. You could use a sheet. You could use a pillowcase. I don't care. Uh, you could use whatever cloth Table you want. Cloth, whatever goes helps a dollar you. tree. Um, but traditionally, they're white. It just helps you read them better. Um, white is also associated with kind of like clairvoyance and clarity. Um, so it might be mm -hmm. nice. And um, you're going to kind of like have your runes ready to go. Uh, there's different types of casting that you can do, um, different layouts. Um, but when you're first starting, you might want to like do like kind of like oracle cards or you just kind of grab one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You grab it out of the bag, shake the bag up, you know? Um, you know, did you ever like math class in like elementary school have to do like the probability things where there was like M&Ms mm -hmm. in a bag and to like shake it out? Yes. Like, is it going to be red? Is it going to be blue? Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's like, there's 17 blue ones and four yeah. red ones. That's what yeah. I always think of when I like shake it mm. in a bag. I don't know. Now I want some M&Ms. Oh, God damn it. I don't have any. <laughs> Anyways. I definitely don't. Um... So you could do that. You could like pull them out of the bag. Um, and once you're like kind of happy with your progress, you can like make your layouts larger. Okay. Just like tarot. Okay. All right. So to round this out, I'm going to tell you about three layouts. Um, the three, the five, and the nine. And okay. I got these from Deanna Tyler, uh, who runs the runedivination.com. So... The three rune layout um, is pretty simple and it's great to start with. So you're going to cast your runes and then randomly select three. Um, you can either cast them out onto your cloth, like all of them, and then grab three or grab three from the bag. And then you're going to put them in front of you. Okay. Rune one is going to be on the right right hand mm -hmm. two is going to be in the middle and three is left side left hand okay so it's going to be okay. one two three from right to left um okay. number one is going to be kind of like your overview your of whatever you're asking what have you right in your current mm -hmm. situation um rune two is going to be the challenge that is going to be faced or okay. obstacle whatever and then three is going to be um, a course of action you can take, right? Okay. Um, so, yeah. Very That's similar. easy. Yeah. So, again, it's kind of like the overview, the situation, some type of challenge or obstacle that might be in your way, and you're just kind of like acknowledging that, and then what steps you might want to take going forward. Okay, 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 okay. Now, moving on to the five rune layout. So with um, five is same thing. You're going to either cast them on the table or pull them out of your bag. Um, and you're going to do this one at a time, like not just scoop them up, right? You're going to do one at a time. Yeah. And you're going to lay them in specific places. So the first one is going to go in the middle with the following runes 
forming a cross shape around it. Okay. okay. So first rune is going to be the center of the cross, essentially. So rune two is going to go on the left center. Rune three on the uh, top north. Rune four on the bottom south. And rune five to the right east. Maybe so like a little going, plus sign. Yeah, and you're going counterclockwise. No, you're going in a weird... Ignore that. It's like middle. Because <laughs> you're going left, up, down, right. Basically what you're doing. So you're going... Yeah, you have number one in the center, then to the left, then to the north, then to the south, then to the right. Or... No, right. I was like trying to make the sign of the cross on myself and it's not the same. East, north, south, west. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll put up diagrams on our Instagram. <laughs> I'll find a diagram. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, let's say um, you can lay them either face down and then turn them over as you read them or put them face up right away. It doesn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. So with this layout is that the three that go horizontal two, one, five from left to right, they're your past, present, future. Hmm. The rune on the bottom, the south rune, number four, um, shows what elements of the problem or issue you need to like acknowledge and accept. Um, with the rune on the right of center, the number three shows you um, kind of like what help you can get or how you can like overcome that. Okay. So that's fun. Yeah. Okay. The nine layout. Here we go. Here we go. It's interesting that these are in odds. No seven. There might have been, but Deanna didn't tell me. Thanks, Deanna. Uh, okay, really? so nine you, in Norse mythology. Not North. Norse. I have <laughs> my enunciation is bad. Like horse. Uh, it's a magical number. Nine I love the number magical. nine. Um, which tracks because uh, three is a factor of nine and we like threes. Okay. Hmm. So um, this cast is if you're trying to figure out where you are on your spiritual path, um, what might, what next steps you might want to take, what opportunities there might be around for you. Um, and you're going to really want to tap into your intuition for this one. So definitely um, do what you need to do for that meditation, etc. Yeah. Um, so when you are gathering your runes after you're casting for this, you need to think about your spiritual yearnings, um, like really think on it, right? Like really try to pull it up, um, randomly pick those nine, um, however you cast and hold them for okay. a moment or two. Okay. Then toss them. Okay. Mm. Hold and toss. This one, it might be better to pull the nine out of your bag. Um, and then instead of tossing them all, you know, so pull nine out, hold them. Yes. Think about it. Really think about your spiritual awakening, what have you, your spiritual dilemma. And then, right. Okay. Toss them on your okay. cloth. Um, now the ones near the center 
of whatever you've created um, is generally the most current situation. And then those, the outliers, the ones kind of on the edge are less important. Um, if any are close together or touching each other, those might be complementing influences, she says, mm. where the runes that are like super far apart um, might be opposing influences. Okay. Okay. So you need to first look at the ones that land face up. Um, note those down so you could refer to them later um, and then turn around the other ones. Right. So note these were up. These were face down. Right. Flip them over so that you know which ones were which. Keep them. Okay. Yeah. So flip them over. Keep them in their same position though, but just like note down which ones were which. Um, now the runes that were upside down were believed to represent kind of like future influences or um, potential possibilities. Okay. So when you're interpreting all of this and what it might mean, um, really try to gather all of that information, right? Like, okay, these are the ones at the center of the problem. These are the ones complementing each other. These are the things that are opposing me. These might have these reverse meanings because they were upside down. And just like kind of really, you're supposed to really use your intuition and kind of like let your mind guide you to what this all means. Yeah. And that's that. That's I could it. see how that one could be very. That one's. You'd have to be like pretty well versed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one to like challenge yourself with later. Mm-hmm. I like it. But yeah, I mean, that's runes. And it's very interesting. I know we say this all the time, but that's literally scratching the surface. <laughs> like, it never occurred to me. I, well, first, I know I very specifically did not tell you the names of each one, the meanings of each one, the alphabet association with, the, with each one, because again, they change. Um, and I did not want to just ruin the pronunciation. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> so I'd rather one. you look at the images that we present on Instagram um, or TikTok. Google them or TikTok. Um, I can definitely do a TikTok about the runes because I have some. Uh, and I mean, just look into those on your own. Um, purposefully left that out because it's up to interpretation and they're hard to say. I will say it never occurred to me that um, yes, I knew like it was a language like the runes were like a, a written language mm -hmm. but I never like associated them with the divination tool. Oh. Does that make sense? Like I never yeah. like I was like, oh, yeah, like they are similar and there is that sort of language. And then there are runes. And then like, I don't know where I thought runes came from. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I, I mean, I, I think knew. I always get runes and sigils mixed up, too. Yeah. Well, it's very common to use runes within sigils. So mm. we should do an episode on sigils. It's on the list for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they are definitely a little bit more complicated than tarot. 
Um, they're older than tarot. And they do come from a very specific culture. I mean, so does tarot. So um, with anything that you go into, um, just do your research, ask your intuition, um, maybe reach out. Be respectful. Uh, maybe reach out and ask uh, your spirit guides if you have them, whatever you work with, your angels, your deities, what have you, and see if that's something that they feel is right for you if that is something that you do um and just find a reputable dealer of runes um like with any of this do your do your research be respectful of the practice because it is so old and so important to so many people just sort of come at it from a place of respect and knowing don't think like, oh, I'm this. I'm gonna just listen to this one podcast, and now I know everything. And now I'm a rune master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, my cat's going crazy. <laughs> Most people are not going to be rune masters, including myself. And if you really want to be, take the time and you know, study. Yeah, you can do it if you dedicate mm -hmm. dedicate your time to it. James's cat is going bananas in the background. Yeah, you can hear her in the background. She's, she she literally climbs the walls. She's like, like she climbs the walls and like propelling herself off of the doorway. And she hangs there. Like you see this fan? Like you guys can't see this fan, but this fan is probably like four feet tall. She will hang up in the doorway, like hang. For like 30 seconds. I have a video of it. Ooh. She does this in the middle of the night too. And she runs across my face. <laughs> uh, well. Oh on that note. Go enjoy your pets everybody. <laughs> yeah. Think twice about getting a cat. No. Don't think twice. Just do it. Cats are wonderful. Adopt. Adopt. Don't shop. And it's kitten season is so it adopt i feel like it's always kitten season but like spring and summer is like kitten oh season. yeah and cats can have if you get a cat or a dog or an animal or mostly cats and dogs <laughs> um spay and neuter them yes please we don't need poor sad homeless animals yeah i once had a this is totally off the rails i once had a dog when i was growing up her name was itchy she had puppies like 12 times because every time after they have puppies, you have to wait to get them fixed. And every time we would go to get her fixed, she would be pregnant again. Oh my goodness. Sounds like a cat I had. The one black cat I had, her name was Samantha for obvious reasons. And um, <laughs> she kept having babies and she would always have them in our garage yeah. Love that cat. Yeah. I love that dog. She was a wiener dog. I think that was the last cat I had. It's time for another one. That was in like the sixth or fifth grade and I'm very <gasps> old now. That's too long to go without a cat. I've always had dogs. I mean, you guys know I tell you all the time how much I want a freaking cat. Yeah. They're so cute even when they act like maniacs like this one. I think when we get our next dog... Maybe we'll get a cat at the same time. Like a kitten? Mm-hmm. 
There's always lots of kittens that need homes. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, that's all we got, folks. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for 830 now. to our banter. <laughs> and um, our mindless chatter. Adopt, don't shop. We love you. We're proud of you. And, you know, just have hey, the you know what? best weekend. You're doing your best. We're all doing our best. You made it this far. Like our coach always says, you come this far. Just keep going. It's just you against going. you. It is. Don't you stop. You. It's you against you. Also, officially today, CDC recommends wearing your masks indoors again. It's not going to probably be a requirement. It's going to be a recommendation. So, you know, when you go to Target, just throw it on. It's fine. Yeah. This Delta variant is no joke, you guys. No, I just had a very good friend who is extremely healthy, healthiest dude I know, and he got Delta and it knocked him flat and he was vaccinated. So, I mean, just it happens. Keep it, keep, keep it, keep it. If you yourself are not vaccinated and you are able to, especially if you're like in the United States, it's free, it's easily accessible now. If you're in a country where it's, taking a little bit longer hold on it it will come to you just continue to be safe as much as possible wear your mask sanitizer everything like just be careful please take care of yourself yeah please this we can end thank you this madness but yes you know that already like you know uh (laughs) what I said lecture over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> lecture right. over. My baby Thanks has for been apparently me. awake this whole time. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. We will um, see you guys when we see ya. Uh, follow us on TikTok, please, so we don't feel like losers. That's the first pod. Yay. Thank It'll you. be in our stories and on our. Instagram, also as if let's do introduction TikToks. <sighs> we'll talk about when it. We're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be.